Hey, we're back. Welcome back to Say Something Interesting. It's been quite a bit of a break, but we are excited that you found us again. My name is Brent. And I'm Margo. And we're both pastors at East Lake Tri-Cities in Eastern Washington. And this is our podcast about things that we found interesting, both in the weekend message that we just uh, got through, but then also just in life in general. And uh, it's been a fun little, yeah, we had a nice little break. It's been like, I think, three weeks since you've recorded one of these, which is... Too many weeks. Too many It's felt weeks. weird. It I've, I've missed that staple in my life. Like, my week starts with the podcast and your week rounds out the middle with the podcast right. it's felt like something has been off yeah so. it does yeah and and i had a drive yesterday i went over to uh seattle so i was three hours in the car each way for like one lunch meeting it was six hours in the car for an hour and a half lunch meeting but whatever um and i got a chance to listen to several podcasts and it kind of got that itch going in me i was like all right i'm ready to do this let's get let's get back in this thing and <laughs> Finally, I have some interesting things yeah, to built talk about. Yeah, and like there's I so many a... things that happen over the break that I'm like, I need to remember this for the next podcast. And yeah. like, they they're gone, slipped, gone. They're they're, they're far away. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> uh, but did you have a good break? Yes. Good. Do anything exciting and fun? Uh, did a wedding. You know, did the had a surprise wedding at a coffee shop. Not nice. my not my surprise wedding, but uh, it was fun. I mean, that's like something yeah right? that then... absolutely had something i had a uh, two weddings i did uh, well yeah, one was did. a vow renewal and then one was a one was an actual wedding but one was a I didn't, w- wedding I didn't in know vegas that, i didn't know that you're in vegas so i was like oh Brent just must be working from home and then i see like view from my window and it's a casino and i was like Brent's <laughs> in vegas i was trying to keep it low down because i go in march every year Uh-oh. so if i go too often then my dad's like are you going to vegas again oh. you know uh, but this one was seriously like a short trip we were supposed to fly out tuesday night here's the bummer about um this this whole trip right um is tuesday night to friday like morning late after late morning i was back in the afternoon so it's a short trip anyways uh and then it was an allegiant flight which Ooh. flies out of pasco which is cheap it's why you do it it's why i was actually staying that many days i was planning my, on just going down doing my sister boyfriend back. is a pilot with allegiant and i was like so i gotta monitor my thoughts here no no you don't because no. i give him a hard time oh good step up from spirit um, because my flight was supposed to leave at eight they notified me that it was going to be delayed until 9 45 we left the tarmac at 12 Ooh. midnight we landed at 2 a.m so Jeez. when you go down thinking i'm gonna land at 10 o'clock um yeah it's vegas 10 o'clock that's like things are getting started it's not even happy hour at 10 o'clock in vegas you know what i mean <laughs> but then you land at two and you're like i am tired i am going straight to bed i am not the college age person no, i once was no 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 and uh and it was like a tuesday night so i feel like no good then. nothing good in vegas happens after no, like 1 a.m you're just in danger not. zone <laughs> it was like my wife's dream she's like so what are you gonna do? Just go straight to bed? I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, she's like, perfect. You know? <laughs> As she's home with your giant brood yeah, of children. Because I didn't. I, I had a buddy come down and fly down with me because you know it's not it's not a great look for pastors to go to Vegas alone. And it wasn't alone. I mean, what it was for a wedding. It was for some fr- you know family, but or some friends. But um, when they're getting married, you don't want to be like the third wheel. Like, hey, can we hang out? I mean, I know you just got married, but. <laughs> Didn't want to be that. It's already awkward when you don't know anyone at the wedding. Never mind, like in the I, town. And I didn't. I didn't know anybody. As they, per usual. His family were really nice. They came up and talked to me, and they're all from like a Michigan area. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it was cool. It was, he's a very artistic guy, and um, he's like a world travel. He, I, we met him on a cruise ship, hmm. and he was such a phenomenally talented so guy. So Vegas, cruises, man. This is what he does. Like he does it like a... <laughs> no, I'm talking about you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. That was seven years ago. Oh, okay. So to be fair. Um, so we, we met Danny on a cruise ship and literally followed him. Oh, Danny. Him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, followed him from like 
location to locate not like on cruises but like he would he would play at the pool and then he'd go to the cigar bar and we'd be like sopping wet walking in the cigar bar listening to him then he'd go to this place and he'd play there and we just followed him around and then we just became friends on facebook afterwards and and um so then this was his big ceremony with his family down in vegas and uh he's always had that like and and i sense it in in part with you as well like this world travel like i just i get antsy if i'm if i'm here if i'm in one place too long like you know i just gotta i gotta explore i've always told danny man when you're ready to settle down uh, you know, talk to me. I'd love to have you come and, and be a part of what we're doing here. And he's like, yeah, I just, I'm just ready to explore, you know. <laughs> he has to live at Epcot he so somebody, he can be in a different country every yeah, day. Yeah, he found somebody who likes to explore with him. So now they live in Australia and he works on cruise ships going out of Australia. So that's not horrible. Go to New Zealand and all of the different. Fiji, uh, you know, yeah, you know where they go. crazy. Just a different world. Um, and so I, my first line at the wedding uh, so it was at the Bellagio Fountains. So we're out. Oh, cool. It's, uh, it was only like five o'clock at night. And so there's, there wasn't that many people out there. And um, we are standing there. And I said, you know, real quickly, um, hey, we're going to do this real quick wedding here. You know, gather around everybody. There's probably 50 friends and family, maybe 70, something like that. And I said, so, you know how they, people say you can tell a lot about a person by the choice of the dog that they buy uh, or the car that they drive? Yeah or the place that they live, or the place that they choose to do their wedding. You can tell a lot about a person, <laughs> by the way, the place that they choose to I would never picture him as having a Vegas wedding. Like, he's oh, a lot of he things, but... loved Vegas. Are really? you kidding me? And they had a room um, up on the 26th floor of the Bellagio overlooking the fountains, and it was the most impressive room I've ever been in, in my probably my life. It was amazing. Wow. Floor-to-ceiling windows, gorgeous... Oh my gosh, he had like a mini bar on the side, and I was like, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know how much that costs. You know what I mean? A thimble of a Don Perignon. And he's like, don't touch it. I'm like, <laughs> it was he has really a funny. security guard just to make sure no one moves anything yeah. in the mini bar. Yeah, it was great. It was a fun, fun deal, uh, short and quick, and then back up. And so, but yeah, it was good. Good trip, good deal. Did you eat anything fabulous? Because I feel like that's the like that's the fat kid in me that is just like the only reason I'd really want to go to Vegas is for those infamous buffets to be like I want king crab. We did do one day. buffet. Me and a buddy. I have this. Uh, I had a coupon for like a two for one thing that I found. <laughs> a coupon. How do you get a coupon in Vegas uh, when you live in the tri cities? You know me. You know me. Come on. Dumpster diving coupon at the airport. King over here. <laughs> coupon for the Aria buffet had some some good snow crab legs. But then we also we were gonna go to this really cool place called Flower and Barley. It's a pizza joint that Kylie found last time we were there, like four years ago, three years ago. And uh, we were walking down there, and they had a brand new In and Out on the Vegas Strip. You got to do In and Out. I mean, that's how I feel about Chick Fil A now. It's like a rare animal in the yeah, woods. We yeah. Driving back from Yellowstone, we stopped in. Is it Twin Falls? Uh-huh. I Idaho. Idaho, yeah. Twin beautiful, Falls, Idaho. beautiful yeah. little town. Yeah. And we stopped because I saw the Chick-fil-A billboard and I was like, babe, it's yeah. been too long. <laughs> and he'd <laughs> you, never been, so. He'd never been to one? Nope. Wow. Yeah. And I've never been to In and Out, so I just need to find the nearest one and do that. So I was at that I was at a um a pastor's a church planners roundtable discussion yesterday. That's what I drove to Seattle for. And one of the guys there just planted in Monroe. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. He had he was working for a church prior to planning, and they had a campus in Monroe. That's what it was. Which church? And he moved to Monroe. I don't remember. Didn't know him. Sorry, couldn't help you. <laughs> and and uh, and he goes and when he said Monroe, <laughs> your husband's from there, right? Yeah, 
you're gonna well he's not he wasn't born there okay. no no he doesn't okay so everybody around the table just goes oh <laughs> it's not everett okay oh. it's not everett <laughs> he and he said man they like their guns there and he's like my wife called me from the grocery store there um like a couple of weeks after living there and go and and she called and she goes i don't think we belong here i don't i don't feel like i belong here and he's like why she's like i showered today <laughs> Wah, wah, wah. So if we have any Monroe listeners, uh, you can just edit out that last part. But it was just, it was too funny. And uh, and anyways, that I just thought of Monroe for some reason. What? I mean, I think it's a cute town. Like to me, it's it definitely had that vibe of like hick, but so close to the city. So it's kind of confusing. Like you yeah. think being 40 minutes outside Seattle, it'd be a little bit more like cultured hipstery, and, but it's not. It's like, it's like held its own. close to like Issaquah, right? You're like on the yeah. east side. So Issaquah, Bellevue, both of those are like crazy, fancy, nice, expensive, can't afford to live there. And even like his parents live in Woodenville, which is only like that's nice 15 too. minutes down the road. Nice, yeah. Um, and then there's just little pockets. You got some pockets everywhere. Well, you start going out, I forget what the highway, like to Leavenworth. Like you get Highway like two. Gold yep. Bar yeah. and like oh, yeah. Sultan in those towns, and I was Gold like, "Gold Bar sounds like a nice I'm town." I'm like, "But it could be worse, babe." <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Oh, oh goodness. Just, okay, yeah. so uh, we should probably talk about like what we're here to talk about. I mean, we're like nine minutes in, so Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Instead of just on trashing Sunday, on people, we kicked off a new series, but kind of. We only kind of kicked off a new series, part zero. and I tried to explain it. It's part zero of a series. It was called Beginnings, and baptisms is really a beginnings of sorts. So it fit. I wanted to talk about baptism. I didn't want to spend money to buy new note sheets just for baptism. <laughs> That's really the reason why we do this, you guys. He's being fiscally responsible. Hey, You're welcome. There was no coupons on vistaprint.com for this printing, so we had to go this. His choice was light up color changing baptismal tank or programs. And we did the light up <laughs> color changing baptismal tank. So we talked about baptism on Sunday. And actually had a really, really cool baptism story. Tasha Scott got baptized. If you haven't watched that video, you should probably stop this podcast. Go to grab our a Facebook tissue page. and yeah, grab some Kleenex and listen to that because her story is amazing and she's just awesome. And it was really cool to kind of get it back into the mix and then also talk about the value of baptism. Um, and uh, we, we, you and I talked just beforehand. You have uh, you just got baptized two years ago, well, at, like a year and a half. Year, yeah, not even two years. Oh, yet. crazy. And and that was your first baptism here at Eastlake that you had seen, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not really been a part of your kind of culture. That's like apart from my baptism, that was the first baptism. I mean, I, I was baptized to other people, but apart from that event, that was my first baptism that I got to see. So when you were at, in Pittsburgh at Amplified, did mm -hmm. they not do them in the evening service? Or they just did them in the morning? That you they didn't saw them do or them during services. They okay. would play a video like recapping yeah, highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they would usually do it just because they know people's schedules are crazy and people don't want to sit soaking wet, even if they have a change of clothes, like throughout the rest of the service. So, and then the city campus was pretty small. So they, like, I think they did it in the YMCA mm. a couple times in the yeah. pool and they just would kind of go with the flow. But we had every year they do, uh, an outdoor church service in the summer and it's right in the middle of Pittsburgh. It's this place called Point Park. You've probably, if you've seen a picture of Pittsburgh, Point Park is there. It's right where all three rivers meet. 
at a point. It has this big old fountain and there's like, you can see the pirate stadium and Heinz field. And I mean, the whole city uh, is right behind you. So it's beautiful. All the bridges. I've been there and, and it is beautiful. So it really is. You don't think that when you think Pittsburgh, but point park is beautiful. <laughs> it is great. And you know, I think the first idea is that they wanted to do it in the fountain, but uh, you're not even supposed to like wait in the fountain. So, <laughs> you know, we, we risked, chemical exposure you can and go down into it come back up like 50 cents richer just grab some <laughs> coins <laughs> but they actually have like park patrol that like patrols the fountain because it's just so tempting to yeah to jump in so they just said hey we'll do it in the river there's already like kayak ramps and stuff anyways which is kind of sketchy i remember when i moved to pittsburgh and looked at the river i was like i will you can't pay me to jump in there and then that's where i ended up being baptized so <laughs> yeah we we had a friend that pulled up a boat and, you know, climbed off the boat and then climbed back on the boat, got a towel, and it was great. That's I awesome. Mean, it was cool. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, so I got baptized when I was in, I think, like, sixth grade. It was when we were in Coeur d'Alene, and it was me and my best friend. Did you go in the lake? No, we had a baptism thing at the oh. church. It, a lot of churches, you know, used to build them and make them, like, the center of the church. I, they'd build them into the infrastructure of it. I went to... One Southern Baptist church in Orlando, Florida, which does you don't think like Bible Belt. But this was like, like the all black, like the choir, the guy on the the organ that would like punctuate the the sermon with like a ding ding. Yeah. <laughs> and in the back, if you're the looking, joke lands. yes. <laughs> so that like you have the the podium, like up front, the pastor, and in the wall behind him, like six feet up, it was like a piece of plexiglass, and it took me a little bit to figure that there's like a staircase. And you could get baptized like six feet up built into the wall. And oh, it was yeah. like this clear plexiglass so you could watch someone get like all dunkified. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm like, whoa, this is a thing. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's very much a thing. Uh, and a lot of times it is right there in the center on the stage and like the clear plexiglass. So you can like see the legs moving. You can see them underwater. Just make sure they fully submerged and whatever. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, so we talked about how we... Um, you know, we, we did them when we were at the high school um, more often than even we did them since we've been in the theater. We've done them in the theater a couple of times, but we we really kind of got away from it a little bit. And, and I felt like for me, it was kind of a gut check and going, I think we need to do these more. I think we I think I'm robbing people, You're doing people of a disservice. By not, yeah, yeah. Not only the individually, but corporately. Um, we're missing out on some really great opportunities to tell stories of, of life change. And so we want to do better at that in 2018 and um, move towards in that direction. There was one piece that um, I think is really clear. And I, I don't know that I, um, I don't know that I was as clear as I wanted to be in talking about it on Sunday morning. And I also didn't want to spend a ton of time on it because it's, but it's not that, that theological. Especially if it's your first time to church and you're not into church, like hearing a whole sermon on baptism can be kind of like overwhelming. And it can. Like, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not <laughs> I thought there. this was going to be chill. And yeah, now where, they're like trying to get me doing? dunked. Yeah. Um, that idea of, I grew up in, uh, with some Baptist friends um, who for them, a real big core important belief for them was you are not a Christian until you're baptized. Like that's the point you go when you're above the Maybe water. Maybe not every Baptist church, but the Baptist that you've encountered. The one that I, the yeah. ones that I had, it was like very much. And um, that's their name. <laughs> yeah, they put it in the name. That's how important it is. Right. Um, and for me growing up, it was always like the next right step for every new believer, but not necessarily mandatory for, for instance, what if somebody who is 
um, you know, dis- disabled and not physically able to, you know, do something like that. Like, can mm-hmm. and then the form of it, it. I mean, listen, throughout the history of the church, how you do it, when you do it, what age you do it, whether mm-hmm. it's a sprinkling, whether it's immersion, whether it's there's so many angles on it. And I, we pride ourselves, or I pride our, our, ourselves on on East Lake being a church of like really only holding dogmatically to the very absolute essentials and saying. If you came from a thing where immersion's the key or baptism is mandatory, whatever, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I don't want to fight about it. You can have totally Just those opinions. To argue and about. Do, yeah, like <laughs> take your family and go to the river and do whatever you want to do. Then you know, um, for me, it has always been um, very similar to, um, and I, I liken it to a marriage analogy, a marriage relationship. Uh, on that day, you you, you do the ceremony. Uh, and then after the ceremony, you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clear on in that moment that that's a clear delineation. You've always, you're like, you're in a relationship before. Yes. Which, like, you have a relationship with Jesus or you're pursuing that. And, yes. and then afterwards, you're still in a relationship, but it's it's defined. Yeah. It's a little chiseled out. Were, you in, a, were you in a relationship with that person aware. prior to your marriage ceremony? And they would say yes, right? And then I would say, well, when, when would you say you, when would you say you and Matt were in a relationship Mm -hmm. and you would say, well, you know, I don't know, maybe the day that we talked that we first met or our first date, or we went to this coffee shop, but was that really a relationship? Like, when was it like, okay, this is, and it's really hard to define. Like, I'm trying to think even back for Kyla and I, like, I can tell you when we, First started liking each other. I can tell you when we first held hands. I can tell you when we first kissed. Even when you ask someone out, like that doesn't like it's you still, still have to figure out what what life looks like walking with that person. You and don't investing know. In it's them messy, and... man. It's jumbled. I'm looking back on it, going, I don't know. I know that I am now, and I know that I kind of have been in pieces and in, in ways and in forms along the way. I can tell you when it sort of first started. But I don't think that there's like this clear delineation of I wasn't and now I am. I just am. And marriage is a formally recognizing the relationship that's already there. It's saying like right? this is a lifelong pursuit. Like I'm not going to, you know, this isn't a part-time thing. Like I'm committed to to look at what it looks like to be in quality relationship with this person yeah. going forward. And and that's for me kind of what baptism means um, in that way. Um, and there are a lot of instances in scripture where it feels very instantaneous. Mm-hmm. When you read the book of Acts, it's like so-and-so, they were like, what, what, what is Which Jesus? Which we don't Jesus? know like how much time passed, but like oftentimes it was like in the next hour or, you know. Yeah. But again, uh, it comes back to that. Uh, so is that descriptive or prescriptive? I feel like what was prescriptive about baptism was Jesus looking at his disciples saying, go into all the nations, making disciples and baptizing them in the father, the son. But then when I hear about um, somebody in, in the book of acts, say uh, the guy who who's riding along, doesn't understand scripture. And uh, uh, is it Philip? Philip appears to him and mm-hmm. all of a sudden interprets scripture for him. And then he yeah. says, Oh, I should be baptized. Well, let's pull over and let's just do this right here now. Yeah. Like that's, descriptive that's what ha- like that he's describing something that happened that's not prescriptive like hey if you find yourself walking along a road and somebody's yeah. talking about it, i mean like come on that's that's very different so yes what we see in the uh the new testament specifically in the book of acts is very often instantaneous and yes it's the next step i don't know that you it's not fair to say that that's 
definitely prescriptive of it. So anyways, there's think, a little bit of loose thing. I'm not like, but again, not life or death for me. Like if you want to believe that, great, fine. I think whatever. a lot of it too was if you look at the Jewish culture, there was very clear signifiers on like, I'm on, I'm part of the, like I am Jewish now. Like for men, it was like a surgical option. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even like your bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah, like there was like these rites of passage. Mm-hmm. And so you have Christianity, which like shakes Judaism up and people don't know like, yes, I, I did the Jewish things, but I believe in Christ. So what does this look like? And I feel like baptism, there is a benefit to doing something physically to signify an internal decision because it, it, it helps you harken back to like, yes, like going forward. I don't have to like, I made a decision for Christ. I was, which is internal. I was baptized. Like I externally, want to reflect that internal decision and like i feel like it just helps piece everything together being like i'm feeling this on the inside if i do something on the outside it solidifies it like this is the moment this is the time that i'm walking forward from this and it gives you it makes you like feel a little bit more steady on your feet as you go forward i think on that path and that's why people value bar mitzvahs as jewish like a heritage thing of well, when I'm 13, this is when I became a man. And I got, I started being treated as a man or a bat mitzvah with a mm-hmm. woman or whatever. Like ceremonies um, are special. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not trying to. Yeah, like that's the hard part. Like, like even you, if you, you never, wanna, you did, don't want to make it rigid, but yeah. you do want to point to the value of ceremonies. Like I think that that rituals and ceremonies are are a good thing, and yet, like um, if you never had a birthday cake, and didn't blow out the candles and didn't have a party, like you're still turning a year older. Like yeah. it's life is still moving on and you're still progressing, but there's so, like, there is something nice about people coming together and like celebrating these milestones and like it being a public thing. Like there is value in that going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So all that to say, if you listen to the message on Sunday and uh, um, you are interested and, and uh, are, are looking for an opportunity to get baptized and make that public profession of faith. Or, or, or want to sit step. down for a cup of coffee and talk about it. Talk to Margo, myself, we're totally available. Would love to do it. Even if you have questions about like, I don't know if I'm there yet. And or I, like I was as a baby. Is it weird to get it? Like, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I loved an opportunity to re-talk about the whole spectrum of belief thing, moving from mm-hmm. like a negative seven to a I negative really five or whatever. That, yeah. I think that that is a very healthy way for us to use as an evaluation tool of are are we doing what we're supposed to are we following in one of the missions of the or the twofold mission of the church of making disciples and baptizing them in the father the son and the holy spirit so um that's that was a good just a good recourse and and i don't know what it's going to look like the rest of the year i can't talk on baptism every week it would just get old and boring <laughs> um but uh I, we i know that we are going to try and be more intentional about um, how we keep bringing it up. And I know for us, our gateway is really, we try and starting point, push people into starting point. And then the end goal of starting point is that, and we've got a starting point class starting on the 21st. Um, so if, if you are unfamiliar with Christianity, returning from a long break, extended break, or just interested in having some Q and a and more of a circle discussion, you should definitely check that out. Cause Steve Myers, Awesome, and I have to say, my mother in law is awesome too. I, I, I have to say it because she is. But then it's, it's one also... of my favorite things that we do. So even yeah. if you just like want to be in a smaller community with other East Lakers, totally would encourage you to do yeah. it. And the goal was not to turn this into a commercial about all of our different programming. I just we don't, it's like, like we don't. It's not like the board gives Brent a hundred bucks for every baptism that happens. I wish they did. Though. <laughs> I would be way more motivated. I'm just kidding. No, like there is no 
like the only gain that we get from it is like I just love hearing the stories. Like I'm touched by hearing people's journeys. Like yeah. that one of the things about evangelism that they tell you is like you can tell people like, oh, God is real. Jesus is real. And people argue that. But people can't argue with your experience and with yeah. your journey and what you've gone through. So it's one of the most powerful things that we have. And it's one of the, my favorite things to hear be sh- shared with other people. Yeah. So yeah, do it. Good. Hey, let's jump into our something interesting. Uh, anything you found? We've had three weeks to kind of stock up on cool, interesting I should, things. I need that we to found. just like have a note in my phone so yeah. I can just write them Specific down as they come tab. at me. Absolutely. But. Um, so, Margo, why don't you start us off? Let us know what you something you found interesting in life, something you read, watched, experienced, did, uh, or anything like that. What do you got for us? So I'm stealing something that Eric sent to me. Eric is our worship leader worship director worship coordinator i don't know he's a cool guy yeah he's all around a, cool guy even though he's vegetarian we still love him and accept him and you know he makes staff lunches hard but yeah <laughs> but uh he sent me a bunch of podcasts that he was into and one of them uh was a really interesting one i think it was called i probably am getting it wrong because it was a weird name zardulu i think it's from reply reply all podcast reply all podcast was definitely the name of the official podcast yes i don't know the episode i believe the episode is called zardulu and that's the name of a character that they talk about character like this is a real person but they are a character and it was a story about a kind of like struggling actor in new york city that was just looking for any gig out there and he you know would put his resume on craigslist and all this stuff and this lady contacted him saying my name is zardulu i think i have a job for you for you know a couple hundred bucks come on by so he comes by and this lady is dressed up like like a gypsy on steroids like all the myth like the turbans and the robes and like just looks ridiculous a little bit uh and her house is full of like weird things like a suit made out of human hair and like strange stage props and he's like what have i got myself into and what she uh she's many things but her idea was there was this viral video called pizza rat which maybe you've seen which was a rat like it was a, a video someone took on their cell phone of a rat that was carrying it looked like this pristine but huge slice of New York pizza carrying it like down the subway stairs like taking this home to the wife and kids oh, dude. and it was just like a like an like a a New York moment if there ever was one yeah was a rat carrying a giant piece of New York pie down the stairs and it was, it just took off like people loved it people were like pizza rats my hero yay pizza rat <laughs> uh so this lady had this idea to create viral content uh, so essentially, like, make fake videos, act yeah. like they're candid to make them go viral. And not, like, because you have to be anonymous, so it's not for the sake of gaining anything, but rather she, like, wanted to add magical moments to everyday life. Yeah. So she had trained hundreds of rats to perform various tasks, and she wanted to create um, this video. So his job was to pretend to be asleep on a bench in the subway terminal with his phone in his hand. And then one of her trained rats would go across the platform, run up his leg, jump on his phone, accidentally take a selfie of itself, and then scurry away. And then the guy would check his phone and be like, whoa, the rat took a selfie. So they trained. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they, they were able to, to, to set this video up. Which, why would a person be filming a random guy sleeping on a bench? It's kind of creepy. But right. uh, she didn't do it. She had, like, some other prop person do it. And the video went viral, of course. And, of course, people were interviewing him. They want to see the rat selfie, which it's pretty adorable. <laughs> All these things. Um, 
And so, but eventually someone figured out, like, there's no way, like, how, like, how would it open, unlock your phone? Like, how would it take this photo? Right. Yeah, it knows your four digit code. And there's like, there's just too many questions here. The FBI can't figure it out, but this rat knows your code to your phone. So he was essentially busted by a reporter and the reporter's like, yeah. And you, like, you guys were behind pizza rat too. And he's like, no, like that wasn't me. And he's like, but don't you think it could have been like Zardulu again, like making another video? He's like. Well, it it could have been. And then so the guy that's doing the podcast is saying like his mind is being blown because he lives in New York City, wondering how many things he sees on a daily basis are like the works and acts of Zardulu. Because when the guy went to <laughs> everywhere, when the guy went to respond to her post, she says like um, the plans that I have for the city like would shock you like the 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 amount of work that she's already done. And her plans for the future yeah. are just like, she's, she told him, you can't even conceive Ugh. of what I'm doing. And he's like, it sounds like something a villain would say, Yeah. but she just wants to add like mystery and magic to every, but so now everything he sees, he's like, is Ardulu behind this? Right. Yeah. Like, she is, has one rat that's in the sewer system <laughs> training turtles to be fighters. I Probably. <laughs> There's probably going to make a movie out of that yeah, in a right. cartoon series. Absolutely. So I thought that was like kind of fascinating and interesting. Um, Do you follow Humans of New York on yeah. Instagram? Yeah, I feel and their like, little video series is really cool. Yeah, I feel like Zardulu would be one of those. But she's mysterious; like she won't do any interviews, even though she was like outed and yeah, still kind of. She has a Twitter profile that just posts like really enigmatic statements that the make you scratch. Your- I have for this city. <laughs> Jeez. A suit made out of human hair. It's just like, what are you going to do with that? I oh don't... my gosh. But it actually kind of made me think a little bit. I was part of the MP3 experiment one year. Do you Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. It's like one of those improv everywhere groups. So what it is, is everyone downloads an MP3 and you're not allowed to listen to it. And then at a set destination and time, everyone puts their headphones in and at like 11 o'clock on the dot, dot you, plus, you press play and it tells you to do random things. Like everyone start marching. And so you have thousands of people at this like one park, like we were in Brooklyn. That doing sounds this. like a cult, Margo. <laughs> but no, but it's Do like, whatever it says. Like one of them is like pretend you're in a marching band and like follow the leader. We had to dress all in a solid <laughs> you had to dress all in a solid color. And so they're like, find all the other reds. Like another one's like, You're a spy in a spy film hiding from all the assassins and like you're just doing these silly things. We had balloons and everyone blew up their balloons and let them go at the same time so it sounded like a giant whoopee cushion. Like you just <laughs> and the people around you are so confused. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they take videos of it all, so you can find it. It's online. But there's just something fun about adding magic to everyday moments. Yeah. So I support Zardulu, wherever you are, I'm a fan. <laughs> I question you, Zardulu, and I'm skeptical. I'm nervous. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not so on the same the page cities. as Margo. They're, they're not as. I'm. I'm far more conservative. <laughs> I'm going to need to see those plans and get those, you know, verified by the city planner before we uh, allow rats to be able to haul pieces. All right. Anyways, I got to move on. Uh, my uh, my something interesting is my wife and I uh, recently started watching The Crown. And so good, uh, so good, and it's endorsed by Margot. Uh, it's 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 on Netflix, and it's about uh, Queen Elizabeth, and um, and about her uh, accession. It's not to... it's not sissy, like it's not like no. it's not a romantic drama Listen, by any means. I didn't like Downton Abbey; it was too sissy for me. This is not this, and I think the reason is I could like Downton Abbey was like 
a little bit pretentious for me and felt like way too much drama and way too much of the this same a soap opera. Let's the be real. same thing of somebody listening on the other side of a door going, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they just said that. And that happened <laughs> all the time. You're like, get a new plot point. Anyways, um, this one, it has this historical angle too, um, of like a lot of this actually took place post, um, post world war two. And, um, you know the accession to the throne of her and her dad died, and the the her or she wasn't even supposed to be in the line, but her, abdication yeah. of the throne. I mean, because he fell in love with uh, a woman who was uh, would never be approved to be because she was divorced. To. I yeah. mean, like all it's just crazy, crazy stuff. And and then he, and he didn't have any heirs, so then it went to his brother who had heirs to the throne, and it was her. It's it's been it's been unbelievable. Um, really cool story and. It got me thinking on two, uh, the reason I, I bring it up for two reasons. One is there's a book that you can buy um, that is kind of a reader's companion guide to the crown. I saw it at Target, uh, and it has it's published by the same people who produced it, mm-hmm. and it's basically a like okay, listen, we have to make a TV show, and TV shows require tension points, a little spicing up, a little spicing up every once in a while, right? For the most part, this is the trajectory is true. There might be a few details that are here. Or it's and like there. these two events happened years apart, but we're putting them like yeah. this happened at dinner and right after. <laughs> so, if if you are a historical snob and and wouldn't like a show because you're like that's just not true, right, or whatever, then I would recommend picking up the book and reading it alongside the movie so that you can actually get kind of what was going on in the 50s and 60s in Europe and the monarch transferring, and then. So that's important piece. Uh, and then number two is at some point in our lifetime, we are going to see a transfer of monarchy and leadership in that area. Now, I know that the the royal monarchy doesn't carry the same political weight. I mean, it's it's very much it's a, a figurehead. figurehead rather than actual legal. Like she's not signing She has off the worst of both worlds, though, because she doesn't have much power, but there's more expected of her than any other person lots of expectations it still is like head of the church right mm-hmm. the english church like that kind of a, a thing is is a big deal um and so there's there's like moral um expectations as well which is why the abdication took place which is why some of the drama in the whole show exists um but we've never seen we've seen princess die um die and that was a big deal. That was I remember when that happened. My but mom they were was like in divorced, shock. which like things like I didn't pick up. But it was on like a, a royal kid. family who like I mean yeah. that's like a big transition in royal family. And we saw uh, like Prince Harry get married or not Harry. What's the other one? William. William. Prince William get married. Harry's getting married, and that's now a big deal. And, yeah. Um, but not those. If we think that those two things are big deal, like when William got married, that was like huge, like news coverage everywhere. Because we know that these are like future rulers and whatnot. Almost assuredly, William's the next king. Uh, of England, because um, it's not going to go to Charles, right? Um, he's too old, and I mean, maybe, but it would be short term or whatever. Uh, and, and well, and, and he got a divorce, right? Because they are divorced, and, so. he's, and he remarried or is with yeah, someone else. So right? I think it's William next. Anyways, um, <laughs> things. This sounds so not masculine and cool, but the show just makes it so fascinating. It does, and we are going to see that in our lifetimes. Like my dad has never seen a transfer. He's he's a. Uh, She's the longest reigning monarch. I know for sure in English history. I don't know if it's the entire world, but it's close. Yeah. So we, we don't even know what that looks like. It, you know, the last one, it was like a big deal when it was on television. 
And it was just it, barely on television. Barely. Time, black and white for like distant shots. You know, like they actually showed some of the footage of the actual thing. And, and it was like, you know, her driving a car down and, and not even like part of the actual ceremony. It was just like, here they're going into the church and now they're coming out of the church. And uh, Kind of like the Pope when they pick the Pope. Like, yeah, you're not inside. Like there are things but... that are done behind closed doors that are not for the internet use. But you know, you know, this next <laughs> one is going to be all over everything. Even if they're like, hey, no cell phones. The Bishop of Canterbury is going to be dudes. live tweeting. Yeah, he's... <laughs> He's frigging up in the steeple with his with his <laughs> iPhone 10 taking video camera footage of that baby. Um, it's happening. Like we're gonna see it on a level that we've never seen it before. And I just think that that's I like I can't wait for it. I think that's gonna be really cool. I'm not fired up about Prince Harry getting married. I am fired up about monarchy transfer because that's probably the one and only time in our life that we will see it. You know, I, I mean, think it's such a novelty for like living in America. Like there's just like some romanticism, some like bygone tradition that just seems so yeah. fascinating. That it's still interesting every four years when a president, you know, or four eight or however whatever. A little however less because we have to deal with the ramifications of their presidency. But like a monarch is like that doesn't affect us. It's just fascinating. Yeah, it's it's completely fascinating, and and it doesn't have the political. Um, oh man, things are going to really change around here like when they William gets president. They're not monarch by merit or by fundraising or by campaigning. They're yeah. they're monarch because they're born in that family. Like, yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, smart for Netflix to do this series. Uh, I would, now all I can think is like, what do they think of it? Like, yeah, she's going to be totally, pissed. <laughs> I, I don't think I thought I read somewhere that she she's was super like, private. I've never watched it and I'm not interested. And I'm sure it got she everything lived wrong. It, so yeah, but you, I dude, I bet you she's up. I bet she's up late at night watching that thing. I bet you she binges it. Well, now it's like, I should know where things are going because it's history. Like, I should know what relationships work and what, like, I can just Google it, but I don't want to. But I kind of oh, want to. I did. <laughs> when like, I, when I read about the abdication him? of the throne from the, uh, him, I was like, did that really happen? Like The King's I, Speech. You ever watch the movie The King's Speech? I did. That's all on that. Oh. Yeah. He's the Connecting brother. Connecting the dots. Colin Firth is her yeah. father. Yeah. Oh, so then who did you like better, Colin Firth, or did you like this guy? I liked them both. Yeah? Um, yeah. Uh, I like Colin Firth, I think. Well, no, I I don't know. This guy was in <laughs> Mad Men, too. No one cares. Everyone's we're just like so excited about the crowd. Everyone I know. Else. This guy was in Mad Men. I can't remember his name, but he's a he's very German-looking guy, you know? And uh, he was great in that show, too. So, I don't know. I like him, too. Uh, anyways. Oh, good so stuff. So double recommendation from Brett and Margo. Yeah. We recommend Baptism Super and The Crown. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not at the same lights. time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode of bod- <laughs> the, the uh, podcast here since we're 30 minute, eight minutes eight Sorry in. for like getting all your hopes up for this fantastic episode and it's just us talking about our Netflix love. Yeah, <laughs> I think they like it. I think, I think it's in. I think it's the highest rated episode of the year. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on the socials at Brent Johnson, Johnson with an E, Johnson, and Margo. At uh, Adventures in Caffeine on so the Instagrams. Check us out out there. Follow us, like us, talk to us, and uh, hopefully we'll see you Send next us interesting week. things to say. Please do. <laughs> Please do. Stock us up with some more interesting things to say. We're continuing our beginning series, uh, and also our East Lake Night service is launching this Sunday evening so if an evening service option is more your thing then we would love to have you out 6 p.m and uh it's gonna be a fun time thanks for listening have a great week see you back next week for say something interesting 